Hello everybody, this is the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond, and we also discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark and dreary corners of the internet. I am your host, William Key. This week has been pretty exciting. A couple episodes ago, I did a coverall of the Xbox Game Showcase, but now we finally got the second PlayStation 5 Showcase. We had one back in June, but this one it was the one that people were waiting for because this is where they were going to announce the price of the PlayStation 5 and how that competes with the Xbox Series X as well as the launch dates um, and so there was a couple of new trailers so for some new games but also some games that were shown back in June with some more extended gameplay footage so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through everything that was announced during the PlayStation 5 showcase I took a couple notes here um, and I apologize in advance because I am feeling a little under the weather this week. Uh, I think I have a bit of a cold. Nothing COVID related, I don't think. But I will try to exuberate the same amount of energy that I give you in all the other episodes. I have my Tetley Honey Lemon Tea sitting here next to me and we're about to go and basically go through everything that was announced at this event. So. We won't talk about the price yet, we're going to talk about that near the end because the price was announced close to the end of the event. First off, let's talk about the first game that was announced, well actually revealed, at this event. Final Fantasy 16. Now this game featured a cinematic trailer with glimpses of summons Shiva and Urfrit, along with a medieval fantasy setting. Uh, this game was announced to be a PlayStation console exclusive. Uh, keep in mind, for a lot of these, I'm going to be referring to IGN's um, Everything Announced article, as well as a couple of notes that I took myself. Just want to make sure I keep everything on track and I'm not missing anything, uh, especially for certain games that I'm not too familiar with that are coming up. I want to make sure that I, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Sorry, it's just a little behind-the-scenes reveal. So for this, for example, I'm not too familiar with the lore of Final Fantasy, but from what it looks like compared to the last two games in the series, this kind of looks like a return to this more medieval fantasy form. There's a lot of massive enemies, seamlessly fast-paced combat that's reminiscent of the Kingdom Hearts series, which I'm a little more familiar with. And it looks like there will be two playable characters. Um, like I said, the game's going to be a PlayStation 5 console exclusive, and at the beginning of the trailer it said that the gameplay was captured on the PC. So it does look like it will eventually be able to be played on PC as well down the line. Next up, we're going to be talking about one game that I am super excited for, Spider-Man Miles Morales. This was a b brief snippet of a cinematic slash gameplay trailer for Miles Morales set in the wintertime. Uh, some little tidbits that uh, took place during the story, we find out that Miles' mom is running as a politician during the event that the game is also set one year after the events of Marvel Spider-Man, and there's a central plotline that includes a war between the Roxxon Corporation and a mysterious organization called the Underground, led by the Tinkerer, who in this version is a female, and is a heck of a lot more equipped in hand-to-hand -hand combat, so this appears to be a very unique version of the Tinkerer that we're seeing. And some of the abilities that Miles shows off in his uh, combat includes a unique electrical shockwave ability that he uses during combat to deal with massive waves of en enemies, as well as the ability to turn invisible. And as well, there is an epic sequence involving Miles trying to keep two broken sections of a bridge held together by his only his webs, which is an homage to the films, including Spider-Man 2, where 
Uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was trying to prevent a train from falling off a track, as well as Spider-Man Homecoming, where Tom Holland's Spider-Man was trying to keep two pieces of a boat held together. This game will be available Holiday 2020, no official date, just the Holiday 2020, on the PlayStation 5, and we also learned recently that this game will be one of two other games, or sorry, three other games, including Sackboy and the Horizon sequel that will also be available on the PlayStation 4 for those who can't afford to get a PlayStation 5 near launch, which I think is amazing. Especially considering that I knew I wasn't going to get a PS5 right away, so I want the ability to be able to play this game. And people who do buy it on the PS4 will be able to upgrade to the PS5 for free when they eventually get their console. Next up, we finally got a reveal trailer for the Harry Potter RPG that has long been rumored and we've seen screenshots from. This game was finally announced with a world premiere trailer dubbed Hogwarts Legacy and it looks like players will be able to travel back to the late 1800s and visit well-known locations from the movies and books. Like I said, set in the 1800s before the events of the Harry Potter books and there's many iconic sequences from the film that will likely be pay playable in the final game including some sequences where you can attend wizarding classes um, tame Fantastic Beasts, play Quidditch, and then fight Dark Spirits. And it looks like you'll be able to potentially create your own character, and that their actions and consequences will ultimately shape the legacy of not only yourself, the player, but Hogwarts as a school in general. Now the trailer, I felt I got very Fable-esque vibes from this. And this, I hope that this ends up being the Fable that we need on the Sony console. And hopefully all that drama surrounding J.K. Rowling won't deter people from trying this game out. Hogwarts Legacy will be available on the PlayStation 5 in 2021. Next up, we got a gameplay snippet for the new Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Showing off gameplay from the first campaign mission which appears to be set in Turkey, the team looks to take out a high value target but their sniper misses their shot and ultimately the team has to play catch up to catch their target before he escape, escapes across a dangerously armed airfield. And in traditional COD fashion there's plenty of fast paced run and gun driving shooting missions as well as a playable sequence involving a miniature remote control vehicle that ultimately blows up a plane. So there's plenty of explosions and violence akin to something like a Michael Bay film. Which I mean do you expect any less from a Call of Duty game at this point? <laughs> so. This game will ship in Holiday 2020, will also feature its classic multiplayer and zombies modes. PlayStation players though can get the multiplayer alpha for free starting Friday, September 18th. Not only, um, yeah. So that was Call of Duty. It looked really nice, I haven't played Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2. Who knows, maybe, maybe I might try it or borrow it from a friend, who the heck knows. Next up, we got a new trailer for Resident Evil 8 The Village, or otherwise known as Resident Evil Village. Some new gameplay footage and a setting that's very reminiscent of Resident Evil 4. Ethan Winters is obviously back as the protagonist, and his wife Mia appears in flashback sequences, maybe like memories. Uh, the story trailer is kind of a combination between telling of an old folktale with some strange scenes involving this old folktale, as well as some new sequences, and Chris Redfield also makes a return as well as a mysterious smoking figure near the end. I'm, I'm still not entirely sure how Ethan gets to this point in the story, but the gameplay and the setting, the locale, looks very spooky. Uh, just some more um, 
it's got a bit of a dark fairy tale aesthetic that features a creepy old lady, exploration for, through chilling environments, monsters, and a folk tale of a little girl in the forest. That's what IGN had said on their article. Capcom is still pushing the number 8 in its title, Village, even though they claim the game is not Resident Evil 8. So this game will likely drop in 2021. There was no uh, release date attached to it, but that's what I'm assuming. Um, next up, we've got a new gameplay trailer for Deathloop. This was announced at the last showcase, and it looks very cool. It's got a very cool 70s vibe with a lot of punching, shooting, and stabbing action. It will launch Q2 of 2021, so the second quarter. Um, the gameplay footage looks very bright and bombastic with over-the-top and full of humor. Gameplay does remind me of, say, Borderlands combined with Half-Life and Bioshock. It's got a very neat style, includes breaking loops, and you take out eight different assassins. I'm going to keep my eye on this one. This might be this might be something I want to check out. Next up, we got Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Now, I don't know much about the original, so don't fault me if like I make any weird comparisons. I'm going to read what IGN says, and then I'll mention my own notes, which it doesn't really... I don't really have that much notes, so maybe I'll start with that. Actually, I did. I said... I don't know much about the original game to make comparisons, but it looks like DMC will be coming to the PlayStation 5. So I basically hit the nail on the head. Now, Special Edition was announced for a digital launch. So I think it's digital launch only, the way it sounds like. And the new edition will come with a faster paced turbo mode, a playable Virgil, and a new difficulty called Legendary Dark Knight. So there you go. DMC 5 coming to the PlayStation 5. Next up. We got a new gameplay trailer for Oddworld Soulstorm. This gameplay uh, footage was shown with the protagonist, Abe, leading a small army through a dangerous mine. And he's being chased by the, this unnamed, un unnamed antagonist wearing a suit. Um, and it looks like there's going to be a lot of fast-paced, um, scro side-scrolling gameplay. Don't, don't really know much about the Oddworld games other than Stranger's Wrath, which I think was kind of take a, took a left turn in the series, it was in a different direction, but uh, I think Abe has been the protagonist for all the other Oddworld games, so that's interesting. So next up we've got Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. This game was a new announced FNAF game, uh, and it's taking place at a new location called Freddy Fazbear's Mega Pizzaplex. It will bring new places to explore and new threats to avoid. Security Breach will be available on the PlayStation 5. It was uh, quite a creepy uh, scroll through the uh, actual building, which kind of looked like a, a mall. Um, the protagonist's name is Gregory, and he's being called on by this female robotic voice, while another voice is kind of on his side. It sounded like one of the actual like Freddy Fazbear animatronics. I don't really know too much about that. I never played a FNAF game. Looks different. Looks interesting. Um, and I think we were all waiting for, we, we were all expecting that FNAF was going to come back. It's been a while since we've seen it in the spotlight, so what better way to come back than on the PlayStation 5? Now, next, we've got a new gameplay trailer for Demon Souls, the, uh, the, re the reinvigorated Demon Souls. This game looks beautiful, and it feels like a fresh take on the older game, but it definitely feels like it's borrowing elements from its successors, like Dark Souls, Bloodborne. There's different enemy types and the unnamed, that the unnamed protagonist fights in this seamless combat. And of course, if you have never played a Soulsborne, there's less emphasis on straight attacking an enemy. 
you have to time your attacks, you have to be able to dodge and block in order to survive, because a simple attack may do more damage than, a ch than any other game. Doesn't appear to be any loading screens between rooms, aside from the short transition to the boss rooms. Um, this game comes to us from Bluepoint and Sony Japan, and it features some stunning looks at some of the locations in the game, and a boss battle that ends in the series' signature, You Died screen. So, I believe, I don't know where I've read this, but Demon's Souls will probably be available at launch. Don't quote me on that. I, I, I read it somewhere, and I can't remember. Uh, next up, we've got the Unreal Engine 4 Fortnite gameplay. I don't really know what to say, guys. It's Fortnite. It's on the PlayStation 5. Will be available at launch. That's all you need. To, that's all I really care to share about Fortnite. <laughs> so, PlayStation Plus Collection was announced for the PlayStation 5. Sony announced that the future PlayStation 5 owners subscribed to PlayStation Plus will have access to a number of massive games at no additional cost. I wrote down a couple of the options. Uh, God of War, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Bloodborne, Until Dawn, Resident Evil 7, Persona 5. The list goes on. Plenty of big games available at launch for people who may not have the money to shell out on new, the newer titles, but want to get caught up on some of the titles from the last two or three years that were on the PlayStation 4. So this is actually pretty nice. Uh, next up, the the actual reveal. This is, this was teased up pretty big. They showed off the consoles, had the two of them by, side by side. The music kind of just came up, came, 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 and then just went boom, and the prices just popped up on screen. So Sony's next-gen consoles finally got their prices, and these I'm not going to reveal the I'm only going to reveal the, the Canadian American prices, the, the American prices, not the Australian or the Euro because that's too many numbers to remember. So, the standard edition PlayStation 5, this one that comes with the disc, will be available at $499 US, while the digital edition will be available for, the, for $399. Both PlayStation consoles will have a release date in the US, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea on November 12th. That's two days after the launch of the Xbox Series X. And the console will launch in other territories on November 19th. And for PlayStation 5 pre-orders, I think they've already come available as of me read, like reading out this uh, information. So that was the bulk of the event. And, of course, they teased a sequel to God of War at the very end because you know you can't cap out the event without teasing something big to look forward to. So God of War Ragnarok was teased. It's a sequel to the 2018 reboot game and was officially announced for the PlayStation 5. Not much was revealed but we do know it's scheduled to release sometime in 2021 and if the, the title has anything to do with the actual story, Ragnarok I believe is this big apocalyptic event so we might be looking forward to some sort of big apocalypse style event that's going down. Now, I want to do a quick price and spec comparison of the two consoles now that we know the prices, okay? So, the Xbox Series X was announced. This is the the Xbox Series X was announced at 499 for the base model. That's the same as the PlayStation 5. Dimensions this is all, so by the way, this information comes from IGN, who did a side-by-side -side comparison of the two consoles. I just want to clarify just in terms of all the details that they put into it. The dimensions of the Xbox Series X will be at 5.94 wide, 5.94 deep, 
and 11.85 tall. Oh, inches. These are all in inches, by the way. The PlayStation 5, however, will be 8.79 inches wide, 3.97 inches deep, and 15.74 inches tall. So PlayStation 5 will be a taller console, but it will be a smaller console, like width and depth-wise. Actually, not depth-wise. Or it'll be a smaller console um, depth-wise. Yeah, that's what it looks like. The resolution. The, the Xbox Series X will, will feature native 4K, 120Hz, 8K support. While the PlayStation 5 will just says 4K, 120Hz, 8K support. Storage size. This is where Xbox Series X has a bit of an advantage. It has a one terabyte hard drive with SSD storage drive, whereas the PlayStation 5 comes with a custom 825 gigabyte storage drive. That's not really gonna make or break which console people are gonna get uh, necessarily. You know, the, the little bit of extra storage is nice for an Xbox, but I think people are willing to shell out for the Sony console. And then finally, the disk drive. 4K UHD Blu-ray drives on both Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Now let's compare it with the Xbox Series X S, sorry, the small, the standard or small, I think, followed by the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition. Xbox Series S has a smaller price in this side at $299 compared to the digital at $399. The size of the Xbox Series X S, I keep saying X, oh my god, letters, 2.5 inches wide. 5.9 inches deep and 10.8 inches tall. The PlayStation 5 Digital Edition, the width has yet to be determined, but it is 3.97 inches deep, 15.74 inches tall. So it, it's basically very similar in size to the PlayStation 5 standard, but the width has yet to be determined because of the fact that the disc has been taken out. Um, resolution, this is interesting. The Xbox Series S will be 1440p, 120 frames per second 4K support, while the PlayStation 5 Digital will support 4K, 120Hz, and 8K support. So that's the resolution on the PlayStation 5 is far above the Xbox Series S. Now, the storage size has not been confirmed for the PlayStation 5, but over on the Xbox Series S side, you can have 512 gigabytes of an SSD storage drive. And the disk drive for both, obviously, there is none. Anyways, I'm gonna give my final thoughts on this event. What is there to say, man? Sony fucking won this. <laughs> I mean, yes, Xbox did come out with its price first. And while Xbox is basically promoting a cheaper console, it ultimately comes down to what is going to be offered on these consoles. And I think that people are going to be willing to shell out the little bit of extra cash just so they can grab a lot of those juicy exclusives that are coming to the Sony PlayStation. Now, if it's any consultation or if it, if it does appear that I am a Sony fanboy, well, it's true. I've stuck with Sony. I, was on, I had the PlayStation 2. I had the PlayStation 4. I was around for the Xbox 360, but Sony drew me back. They just, they just always are offering better, better content. And if, it's, and if it shows in their games, and it shows in even their PlayStation Plus, which, while, yes, Xbox does have the advantage in having a lot of their newer titles go right to their Xbox One Game Pass, we're still getting a lot of pretty recent titles that are going to be coming to the PlayStation Plus collection. So, you know, 
what do you guys feel more inclined to? Like, it's, it's not about just me. I'm curious to know if you guys are leaning towards Microsoft or Sony. As we all know, I'm a Sony boy. So, I will likely be keeping... My wallet's going to be a little dry for the next couple of months, but I will definitely be getting a PlayStation 5. Maybe, probably not at launch, but I will be definitely looking to get one. Hopefully soon. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in for this episode. This is episode 10. We made it to episode 10, guys. This is amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can head over to my blog, wkey.wordpress.com, where I will occasionally post feature-length articles, news pieces, or general opinions on anything I find interesting. Usually it's about games, movies, television, the general internet culture, you know. Also, you can follow me over on social media. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com backslash The Outbreak Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Podcast Outbreak, but please, I encourage you to follow me on my personal Twitter at Will Key, K-E-E. I, drop me a like, say hi. I usually respond. I'm pretty social on, on Twitter. Be sure to drop a review. Give us like a nice uh, four and a half, five stars. Like, be, you know, be generous. Make, make, make me feel loved, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, sounds like me begging for a review. Um, yeah, but subscribe to the podcast. Download some more episodes. Listen to the backlog. We're hosted on podbean.com, but we can be found on any of the podcast listening platforms. I will go ahead and name them, just in case you don't know. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio. I, hey, that's all the ones that I know right now. I'm sure there's plenty of other ones that I've been sent to. So you go ahead and you find one that you feel comfortable listening to. I'm an Apple Podcast guy, personally. Just wanted to throw that out there. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and have a wonderful night or afternoon or whatever freaking time you're listening to this see you guys later <laughs>